hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California. It's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show. The of California. Don't worry. No governor today. No Arnie. No Arnold. Nope. Just this random cheesy movie. Just whatever the fuck this was. Yeah. It's also our Halloween special. Right now we're recording. We got our usual intro. I might change it out for something spooky. Uh, didn't you do the type of negative song last year? Maybe. I can't recall. I was last year. We've been doing it for over two years. Yeah. You think I'm going to remember every single thing I've done in 103 episodes? Or 104, including some shitty ones? No, I'm not. How's it going, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show with your host and boys, James and Edward. The potential's always there for you to remember every radio. Yeah, it's poten- sure, the potential could, but there are things I would, that I care to remember, and things go, I did that. Huh? So, Ed, what's on the show tonight? Hey, everybody. Show I'm, today, tonight. I'm Edward. So, we've got, of course, the usual Hot or Not. We're continuing the... Uh, yes, we have a Hot or Not. I've made sure to message early this morning. Are we going... I fucking remembered. Did we uh, do, Did we get a voice message from yes. good old Jake? Well, I got a voice message. That we're back... To, to normal? Yes. Yay, status Generally, quo. actually, yes. Status Coming quo, from episode baby. 100, I don't remember how 101 was. 103 yeah. was something... Wait, we're on 103. Yeah. I mean, 102. We're back to normal Yeah. Sleepaway camp was a little rough. I, I thought last week was a pretty good return to form in a lot of ways. No, we, get, we didn't get the fucking proper hot or not. Well, because, true. Oh, look at me. I'm hot. I'm off of Vegas at Wimware Young Fest. <laughs> I got a matching tattoo with a lady I just yeah. met. <laughs> that I still don't know about. But yeah, we we're continuing the Metallica Madness journey with uh, Master of Puppets yeah, for uh, the 1986 acclaimed Master of Puppets. Now, yeah. the movie we did watch today. Yeah, what was this? We watched. Uh, I the only reason we watched this movie, Slumber Party Massacre. Slumber two. Party Massacre. Not two. one, but two. Two. Because it's mostly listeners. I'm gonna have a thumbnail of the slasher villain. And that's all that needs to be said about I this movie. I took a couple pictures if you need them. I'm just saying. There's a reason to watch this movie. And it's literally, what the fuck is a slasher villain? So apparently, well, I, I'll explain later. But, but yeah. I also realized, too, a good Halloween movie could have been Trick or Treat. And it came out in the year 1986 of the fucking evil possessed fucking metal bro killing people. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's that. There's that, too. But oh I think well. it'd be more Missed appropriate for the Triple D brand if we watched a bad movie. Because this was a bad movie. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Was it the worst we've seen? No. No. It came close a few times. It wasn't like Black Sunshine, where that was the entire movie. When this movie got bad to where I'm like, bro, I really want to do something else. I really felt like I wanted to do something else. Okay, yeah. No, I was still I was still enjoying the movie for the most part. Yeah, it's a slow <clears throat> burner, but what do you suspect with a movie called Slumber Party Massacre, Massacre 2? We have timestamps in the, in the beginning if you ever want to jump to any part of the show. Now, but what's good? Anything you want to share before we actually start the show? Well, we what's were good just, with you. We were just talking off camera how next week's a big week. Oh yeah, next week. Well, yeah, we're gonna go to a wrestling show, a luchador wrestling show together at PWG. PWG. To anyone that's a returning listener that isn't Edward's mom. Hey, ma. Yeah, I was going to the end. Um, PWG is a really fun wrestling show where like the wrestlers are actually really good. 
Yes. It's the thing. My I feel like the curse right now is we watch too much good wrestling, not yeah. enough just bad shitty wrestling to laugh at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I'm kind of missing going to a garbage indie show and just like going, wow, these fucking people suck. But that's half <laughs> the charm. Well, you see, uh sometimes we go to PWG, right? And uh sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, man, not as blown away as I was the first two or three shows, but then I have to remind myself Every show really is good. I'm just too used to it now. And we've only, I've only gone a, you know, I mean, you've gone more times than me, but only yep. like four or five more times than me. Yeah. We've gone almost the same amount of times. And we watch, I would say, close to the same amount of wrestling. So we're just spoiled on too much good wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> That's the issue. Um. Oh, and then uh, the, the also that week is... Um, uh, the homie Andrew with Channel 5 is coming to our local town for a show. Do you have a ticket to that? Well, no. Yeah. I it only... was sold out. I'm sure I could have scalpered it, but I had to make a couple big yeah. financial I know things. he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, Channel 5, great uh, YouTube channel. Yes. I'm actually subscribed to the Patreon because I actually wanted to watch the Will Blunderfield like special, but eventually did go on to YouTube. But now I have just early access to just shit from channel five yeah i'm just saying i just i already watched the catalina wine mixer like freaking video oh nice it's a bunch of fucking white people just being <laughs> horny and drunk and quoting stepbrothers on catalina island for a whole weekend quoting stepbrothers yes with will ferrell and john macy yeah uh wait no it's not john well, macy. no not john macy that's a different guy that's uh yeah john c Riley. yeah john c Riley. i'm just saying that's wow. literally it's like some dude's like, all right, I, the Catalina wine mixer hasn't really existed other than the Step Brothers movie. I made it a thing, and then yeah, now now it's kind of like an annual thing, and it's just a bunch of fucking drunk people getting all horned out, fucking slamming liquor Damn. and asking for milfs, wow. asking to like pork some milfs. Wow. So How about that, that's the fucking sounds Catalina like a white wine boy mixer. summer. It is definitely something. Uh, but then, uh, and then also big news for us. Um, well. One for me, two. One for me, one for both of us. Uh, the day after P Dubs, the uh, new Sonic the Hedgehog game comes out, which is actually going to be the first Sonic game I actually might buy in literally ten years. It's called Sonic Frontiers. It's kind of open world. Uh, it looks neat. But then the big one, the day after that, God of War Ragnarok, baby. Oh yeah, oh, I might be Kratos, bro. Oh yeah, I might hang out your like pad for a weekend or two playing that game. <laughs> Are you gonna wait till I beat it? Yes. Okay. Cause, Unless you want cause me, you, to... you always beat games faster than me. Yeah, like I'm able to beat the story faster. Yeah, because you don't do any. I have like, a feeling I'm gonna be busy because I'm gonna try to put together a birthday show for myself doing a blood sport. So yeah. I don't know when I'll find myself playing video games for the next couple months, but we'll just kind of see. November seems chill. Yeah, I just noticed PWG on the first weekend, and at some point in the middle of the month. Uh, I might cruise down to kick it with good friend Bone Steel to watch the AEW pay-per-view. But after that, I think I'm just good. Which one's this one? Is this full gear? Yeah, it's full gear. Because okay. I, I always forget. Their shows are full gear, uh, all, um, double or nothing. Revolution. Um, all out. And all out, yeah. Yeah, and then there, I feel like there's a fifth one that I can't recall. Yeah. It's not Battle of the Belts, is it? No. Okay. It's not fucking Battle of the Belts. What the fuck? I feel like there's another show, but I can't recall. Well... There was Forbidden Door. So I think it's like four pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, it's like four. And then there might be a one-off here and there. Yeah, there's like the one-off. But either way, I think this is that. Um, Well, 
I played a sh- I played a show last night. Yeah, and it was a show where I didn't want to slam my dick in a car door. It was actually a good <laughs> show. I'm just saying the last show that we played. I don't know if I've ever bitched about that show on the on this radio show. No, we didn't really. But have I can tell you, like, I can tell you that uh, the show I played last night was a little bit more enjoyable for me, mm-hmm. a lot more fun. Except for the last band where they literally showed up right. They literally showed up as like we were finished playing, and wow. we were like, "Well, I played two sets last night." One of the bands, Grave Void, had to drop because the drummer got COVID. So oh, I had to whip out an emergency like set with a discrimination. And, and then basically show will also turn into, all right, we're going to also name this as the Blunderbuss Tape Release Show. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> but then there was this band called Tylus from San Diego that literally supposedly just rolled up right as we were finishing Blunderbuss, mm. our Blunderbuss set. And they like played for a fucking hour. And I was crashing out on the couch. Oof. Don't worry. Still a lot better than that fucking cheesy garbage metal show that we played with Wizard. I don't think this is a garbage cheesy metal show thing. I think this is a Wizard issue. I, I think you just hate Toxic Wizard. I could, well, I hated fucking playing that show. I'm just saying. It was like, if you were in my shoes last night, you would go like, all right, the show honestly seems way Returning listeners jam. also might remember that James doesn't like metal. Yes. And he'll remind you. Yeah, I'll remind you. Like, there was like some metal bands on the show. Well, yeah, Tylus is a metal band, I guess. Jovian yeah. Queen's kind of a stoner rock metal band and shit. So I'm just saying, there was also, a, like, I know there was, like, friggin' Three Towns Over. There was, like, another, like, show with all the garbage local metal bands. But I think our show seemed a little bit better, mm-hmm. a little bit more young heads. Mm. I was selling a lot of fucking shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, that's why you like the show. Yes. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. Yeah, how dare I? I like that. We're sitting there as like, wow, all these like young kids coming up saying what's up and buying shit for me and stuff too. Yeah. I even got these young Hesters trying to ask me where they could find a fucking drummer. Oh. I didn't get that at the fucking other show because there's a bunch of fucking old cringy metalheads that listen to just bad fucking metal music. There was also older people there that brought their kids. The one. There was a couple. Sure. There was a- I call that bad parenting. Wow. Why are you making them listen to this fucking bland generic shit? All this shit is mid. That reminds me, you said it should be I considered... I have a good mid. That reminds me, when we reviewed Rock of Love, you said it should be considered child abuse that Rodeo raised her kids on Brett Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fucking child abuse when you make your kids go to the bad local metal show. Did you say that too when we reviewed uh, Slave to the Grind? For sure. You said that for one of the Skid Row records. I'm just sitting there like, don't make your kids go to that. <laughs> How about you as an adult enjoy the evening? Yeah. R- Maybe yeah. you want to share your kid, your musical taste. Yeah. Sometimes it works out all right. Most of the time, just stop. Show them show, show, show them approachable bass. Show them Priest. Show them Metallica. Show them Winger. Yeah. No, they're going to show them... Fucking sea level knockoff corn local band. <laughs> They're gonna show that or friggin' band calls themselves thrash metal but only plays fast once. Even yeah, then, they're, that's they're, not they're fast. Like, they're like mid pace thrash, like when Prong did made Beg to Differ. Yeah. <laughs> where where <laughs> it's oh, kind yeah, of also, thrash, but it's really not. Yeah, and I'm sitting there and it's like they got the song just going on and on. And um, on. not it, a lot of variation. I'm sitting there like, fuck, homie, don't you got like bangers you were trying to like, you should be playing yeah. as you get people going. But I'm sitting there like, you know what, maybe I'm just not, I'm not into the scene anymore. That was my issue with the I last... used to be in the scene. Yeah. But I'm kind of, I'm mostly just grew up, grown up, grown up and started doing my own shit. That was my issue with the last show was when uh, uh, Next Big Thing went on 
and it, I couldn't tell if they played eight songs or five because the shit just went on forever because there was extended guitar solos for no reason, extended uh, call and response sections for no reason, and a lot of parts where they felt the need to go, doom, hey, doom, hey, hey. It's like, I get it, bro. You're trying to put on a show. Can you play your fucking songs? Yeah, also, the show was fucking priced out to any fucking youngster that wanted to come. Like, the show I played last night wasn't priced out. Mm. Like, fucking a lot of the youngsters can come up and fucking hang and shit. So, mm. that was actually actually sick for the most part. And then, yeah, no, all, like, good shit. Mostly just a lot more better vibes for me. Well, that's good. Yeah. For, and then, like I said, I got a lot of... I was selling a bunch of fucking shit from, like, various stuff. Like, these young dudes just... Grabbing shit that I don't think they even listen to fucking like Seb Solo Men's Score Band. I'm like, so there's like, <laughs> there like I got like we're only down to two wizard sh- like toxic wizard shirts. Yeah, I like got rid of like four wizard shirts last night. We only crazy. got like two left. That's crazy. I, I got rid of like maybe the last corpse or a hat that isn't in the space. We gotta we gotta get those new shirts, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we only want to get the shirts. Um, I don't know, get me some fucking artwork. Well. I want to. I, I at this point, I just want. I mean, I know we want to do one design, but I want to do two reprints. I want to do the one of uh, our last shirt and the one of the great Sasuke uh, with all the tanks. Uh, well, with all the belts. I mean, that uh, I think also had tanks on. Fuck, there was a young homie that hit me up that freaking at the show, and he's like, "Say, he's like, I could do shirts." Yeah, dude. And shit, I never got his handle. Shit. Hopefully, I see that fucker uh, fucking again or so. Yeah. If I see him, I'm gonna remember. It's like, yo, homie, I want, I want to get shirts. What's the process to work with you? Yeah, yeah, young homie, I got like a repress print I want to do. Yeah, yeah, kind of shit, but that's how it'll be. All right, that's me bullshitting. Unless you got something else to say. Nah, I'm good. Uh, Getting a hot or not? Yeah, was rolling the hot or not? Yep. All right, good from Bone Steel. Um, sorry, I was like freaking don't know why I went there. Um, good from Bone Steel. What do we have for a hot or not? All right, you asked for a hot or not, and because I'm such a fucking warrior, I'm gonna give you one while I'm sick. Again, how I got sick, I don't know. Maybe it was partying five days in Vegas. Maybe it was fuck five days, four days. and a half hours a night for like. 10 days straight. Yeah. Insomnia, bro. Uh, but here I am. So, how about you get uh, some sleep? Yeah, it got me a little cold, a little, a little nice little cold. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. just going to give you the song that I listened to the most this week. It's the song called Say Less. Um, and I uh, don't know how I found this Sounds one, like you actually, need to play but less. it's only a minute and a half long. It's just a nice little lovey dovey pop song. Um, but it's kind of in this realm of this. I've been getting really into like vocoder pop, and uh, this kind of has that that going on. So, anyways, I'm gonna go be a little gross sick boy and um, try to wake up. So, say less. Vocoders. I like that Vocaloid stuff. I don't know, but I can tell you this: freaking, you got thirty old old, <laughs> old man bode steel. Him telling me that he's at When We're Young Fest going, yeah, I'm laying on the ground right now. My back hurts. Only sleeping like four days a week. Jake, you're 30 years old. 
you don't need to live like you're 19. That's harder. That he that's he he partied harder those five days at when we were young fest than he did his entire twenties. That was a very good one. (laughs) (laughs) Passed out on the ground at a fest. Tattoo with a gal he met. And here's the thing, listeners. To our knowledge, Jake does not drink. Was it like 10 days in a row with only four hours of sleep? Yeah. Why? And friends, just so you know, as much as we are aware, good friend Bone Steel does not do drugs. He does not drink. That's just him. I think... The friggin' all right, when we were young, the nostalgia emo fest. Yeah, yeah. Bones still decide like he wanted to be seventeen again and act like he's seventeen, but then yeah. realizes he has the body of a thirty year old thirty year old and that shit. That's not a cold. That, that's your immune system being like, We need to rest, dog. Yeah. He's like a good cold. It's like I think you I think at that point you need to just Get some sleep. Yes. Like, I'm feeling out of it from just, like, a late night last night, but that's one one because it's a late night. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there like, dude, fuck that. I just want to be in bed. But I'm here to podcast. Yeah. And shit. I'm here to do fucking grind. Yeah. Grind never stops, baby. But the grind should fucking stop for, like, a fucking couple days. Not yeah, gonna exactly. lie. exactly. All right. Let's check out the song Say Less by fucking... <clears throat> sorry. I'm, like, cursing out my goddamn freaking chat. All right. Sorry, listeners. Are you gonna take me to the fucking song or not, phone? Let me having, try this again. Fun over there. I guess so. Okay, here we go. He said this is like what a minute and a half. Maybe so. Rosie, darling, say less. Yeah, it's like a minute and a half. Sounds very dreamy. This is a song I've been listening to. I'm just traveling, going to Vegas. Partying five days in Vegas. Sounds like not should, sleeping for four hours, only sleeping four hours a day for ten days straight. It sounds like he should be listening to this as he takes a fucking nap. Yeah, maybe we should t- take a fucking nap. I'm still in this mystery where Boat Steel just gave us a random hit where it's like, <laughs> so I met a girl at when we we're Young Fest, and then yeah, we got matching tattoos in like some point. I haven't seen her in a few days though. I don't know what happened. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Fuck Vegas. And yeah, fuck you sad emos trying to like act like you're 19 when you're fucking 30. Calm down there. You are 30 through 34. It is time to let it go. Chill. Just resign yourself to the fact that you're going to be having to take your kids to Disney movies like your parents did. Fuck. I'll bet there were fucking parents at the show trying to like recapture the moment. I bet you they called up their they called up the kids' grandparents and were like, "We're going away for a week. Can you watch them?" All right. So what 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 would you get out of this like minute and a half song? Don't tell me that's the end of it. Well, I okay. I like how it sounds. I like this. I like the music and the noise and the atmosphere. But like, it's it was not mostly around. atmosphere. Yeah. Well, no. I, I I I can I can listen to just ambient stuff, but it wasn't around long enough for me to sink my teeth into. And Jake's been listening to that minute and a half on loop. Yep. I see. Well, it. I didn't really. There wasn't enough time for me to really get an opinion on. So I have to give it a knot. I did like it. I'm going to give it a nod. Let me play a better minute 30 song. That's actually relevant. Okay. Mostly because we've been memeing the fuck out of this. Oh, no. You know this one? 
I think I do. The one to Poland. This is a little Yachty song, Poland. <laughs> to Poland. I saw memes of this, like everywhere, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Alexa, play a little Yachty. Okay, hold on. The best part's coming up. Oh. Now, compared to the last song. To Poland. Yo, you're gonna take the walk to Poland? Yeah, your hands in your face. This actually, like, see, this song actually gives you emotions. The other one was just emotions. Yeah, the other one was just like, yeah, I kind of want to just go to sleep. Oh, this Lord. just here is like, uh, I got some fucking dank beaming with the homies right now. I swear, if you turn this like four octaves lower, you could do it. You could put it in one of those doomer memes. Uh, well, it's more of a hot than the last one. I will say that. Oh, I'm glad that I'm glad that panned. I'm out. glad you redeemed Jake. No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I mean is, I, I'm glad that you redeemed the show from Jake. Yes, from just from Sicky Jake, who party. Sicky Jake was like he party too hard. Who party too hard? Who partied harder in his 30s than he ever did in his 20s? Yes, because he went and saw Paramore and My Chemical Romance. I mean, fine bands to see, but they're not worth they're not worth compromising your immune system over. I don't know. Well, that's like a day. What the fuck else did the Bode still do in five days in Vegas? Because one of those days he was supposed to see the show, but high there was a high wind alert. I forgot his, his so good they friend. had to cancel out. But then Mister yeah. Bone Steel then found tickets at a bus stop for the next day and was able to make it. I forgot his good friend Thomas with him. Yes. Okay. He he didn't find a ticket. Okay. He just went and watched a meatloaf show, most likely hanged out and played some blackjack. Yeah, okay. Man, ain't Vegas all fucking super great fun town? It's a great... Uh, no, fucking Vegas sucks. I'd laugh if you looked at like our <sighs> metrics. I'd laugh if you looked at like our metrics shit and it turned out we actually unironically have a big following in Vegas because of the fact specifically Fucking we talk, doubt it. Because Well, it's because we... Do you think people in Nevada like Vegas? Because think about, or people that live in Las Vegas, because keep in mind, it's just that, that one big block of, of city. Once you get off the strip, I told you last week or the week before, it turns into fucking Fresno. Who the hell would love living there? I don't know who loves living in Vegas. Maybe if you're fucking Zach Baggins of Ghost Hunters. <laughs> or Ghost I'm Adventures. sure there's a couple ghosts in Vegas. I literally watched a video of some dude reviewing an episode where fucking Zach Baggins was trying to bone a ghost. I'm sure you did. Me watching the video or Zach Baggins boning a ghost? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and he's a Vegas bro. He literally is trying to tell the ghost, and don't worry, I got some Vegas charm. Oh, yeah. That's, Las Vegas that's cool. charm with the good faux hawk and the year of our Lord of 2019. That's the kind of energy I want for my content creators. Yes. Hey, let's fuck a ghost while also trying to increase tourism to Las Vegas. Yeah, what's not? All right, let me grab the. Let's take a quick break to grab a timestamp for the CAR, and then we're gonna continue on the show. Poor favor. Poor favor. Uh, Wikipedia lists James Hetfield as the founder of Metallica. Yep. 
And now it's time for the oh, CAR. Recording. Oh, damn it. You literally started talking when I like pressed the record <clears> button. I'm like, oh, I was like, Wikipedia stated. <laughs> so, talk to me about this record. So, what are the, we listening to today? So, yeah. What are we is, listening to right now? So, this is Master of Puppets. Not the song. This isn't the song. This is the album Master of Puppets. It's considered by many to be their magnum opus <clears throat> in a lot of ways, <clears throat> or at least compared to their thrash music. So this is the intro song, Battery. Now, I always like this intro because it reminds me of Fight Fire with Fire, but I don't know. I always thought it sounded sinister because the Fight Fire with Fire acoustics are like all pretty, you know? And then, yeah, it goes into this thing here and uh, um, I want people to hear the fast part because this is... Well, I'm sure you got him still a mouthful of words to say before the fast part. Well, I was just going to say this is a really good... Uh, this is this is a really good song. Start your album because it starts is off it a like, really good song. I think so. You think it's a really good song? Oh, I do. Just here we go. Oh, just want to pause. It's like here you go, listeners. Here's some music. Oh, yeah, here's the fast part. Here's the fast part that Edward was like making guys all wait on. Oh, dude, it's so good. Like, bro, is there a better intro song to a record? This oh, is no, this, this is, is really fucking... good. Metallica writes great intro songs. I I don't know about you. I love this song. Um. I give it. Uh, I I love the uh, the verses, the chorus, the solos. It's awesome. Um, I give it an eight. I think it's almost a nine, but I give it an eight. So for me, battery. It's a classic. Yeah, dude. It's fast and really fucking catchy. Yeah. Like stupidly catchy. That's all right. I'm saying the song is stupidly catchy, and I prefer it more than Five Fire by Fire. If we were ever to do the good comparison of like right, oh, right. this is your favorite record. Yeah, this is definitely. That's it. Eight out of ten for me, though. Oh, dude, for sure. All right. Now then, the next one. This next one goes out to the Hesher Eddie. Oh yeah. From uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. Lol. That's what I. That's literally all I wrote about the song. It's just lol. <laughs> that's what Stra your notes say. Yeah, it's like lol. Stranger Things. So, so yeah, tell us how you're shredding in the fucking upside down. That's all I remember from like Stranger Things. I've only watched the first two seasons. Those are the really ones you need to watch. Yeah, I heard like season three kind of lost the plot. Yeah, I've heard people. No, they're on season four. Was it season four or season five? I think they're on four. The episodes got like way dumb longer. Like, like there's like there's a couple episodes on this last season that were over an hour. Just whatever reason. So yeah, well, so, yeah, bro, you had to get Eddie shredding Metallica in the fucking upside so down. So I might as well say this now because it's funny. Uh, there's a there's a big contention of metal fans that are pissed that this song was in uh, Stranger Things instead of something else because you know, oh, Metallica's already so mainstream now. All the normies are gonna blast Master of Puppets on TikTok. Uh, but this song's only flaw is that it's just really good. Yeah. It, you could almost... It's definitely contention for Metallica's best song. Dude, like, literally the song, they inserted it in a show, and now it's having a fucking super cultural fucking... Yeah, now it's, their, now it's their closer. Now yeah. it's their closer. Their closer well, the for years... The video shot of Eddie shredding in the upside down. Yeah, there was, for years, decades now, their closer... Not decades, but for years now, their closer was always Inner Sandman. Now yeah. Inner Sandman's in the middle of the set. So that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, this song just it's the same thing with battery. It's catchy. You remember these lyrics? You remember this chorus? Master. It's great. And then I don't know if you want to show off the the mid part where they go all slow and stuff. No. No, okay. I don't think we need to get there. I said as a song, 
That's just pissing off Battleheads because you just had the one character that well, you had one very well written character that really fucked with Metallica super hard. Yeah. Just all heteroids selling drugs and then he sacrificed the good of his friends by ripping a Metallica song to distract whoever the fuck they were distracting. That's all I've seen from the fucking like see from like the series. Yeah, yeah. And then hey, it's that or the Kate Bush song. Both those fucking songs blew the fuck up. That Kate Bush, that, that was a yeah. I re- I like I like the song. So yeah, for a score, I'm telling you right now. I don't know about you. This song is a nine. It's almost a ten. Oh yeah, no, I put that on just nine out of ten. It's almost. Dude, a it's 10. like literally one of the best. It's like dude, it's one of the best songs they've ever. It's done. one of the best metal songs I think. Like, anytime someone's gonna like, if you got some fucking and like that's thing, it's like you're all like this song. There's always gonna be abundance of young heads. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking getting the f- fucking with this shit. You could almost, you could almost make the argument that this is like their like just trademark like definitive song. Some people might say Inner Sandman for reasons, but hey, I, if you had to write a top five songs that are the definitive songs that this is Metallica, sure you could say Master of Puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also another stupidly catchy song. Oh yeah. Like, fuck, it's stupidly catchy. It's just great. All right, we're going to be here forever. As much as we want to listen to the song, it's eight fucking minutes, though. Yeah, it's, it's you eight minutes. Even as eight minutes, though. It doesn't feel like it. That's There's an eight-minute song on here that feels like eight minutes. Yeah, it's called this one. Wow. Oh, well, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, there's. I oh. love this song, though. The thing that should not be. It's about Cthulhu, you guys. More Cthulhu. Super evil. Yo, HP Lovecraft. Because that's what James Hetfield wrote. Because he wanted to be evil and edgy. There's at least three yeah, Metallica dude, songs tentacle about monster. him. There's at least three songs about him. There's this one, Cthulhu Rising, and um, what was the one off uh, Hardwired? I think it was called Awaken or whatever. Anyway, I've always loved this song. I, it's this is pretty much it for the whole song. It's no, it's, it's not. This is this pace. Yeah, this is basically the pace for the whole song. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, I said not like if you say this is like when you said this is it for the whole song. I'm like, no, there's more riffs. Well, I know that. But you're just saying what I'm pit. getting at it's is that it's a slower song. It's a slower. It's mid paced but it's like really chunky. And I'm gonna say it again, stupidly fucking catchy. I mean, listen to that drum beat, yeah. dog. I just I love it. Um, I don't know how you feel about this one, but this is actually one of my favorite songs by him. I gave it an eight. Damn. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, here's the thing. I think the song is like stupidly heavy from after going after all that energetic stuff. But I once read in a book that the song has been voted the most boring metal song of all time. Lol. Who the fuck said that? I don't know. It's a fucking garbage metal book. That already tells you the his- this me reading a book about the history of metal. That even then I thought the guy was saying was like had some dumb shit. Was said some dumb shit. Wait, are you talking about that one? Are you talking about the metal book that was not louder than hell, but the first one they wrote? I don't recall what oh, the okay. book I read. There's like garbage demons on it, but either way, there was like a poll of say what's the most boring metal song ever, and they gave this one. But I do think the song's stupidly heavy and it's pretty f- awesome. I gave it a seven out of ten. I almost gave it a seven, but like, but I would, but I, I I made a note here like make sure to adjust. But dude, I just I can't give it less than an eight. I love it. I'm gonna say like there are times you could get bored with this fucking song. Oh god, why did Boat still send me a story by Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> well, we're reviewing Metallica. I'll I'll check what Boat still sent uh, sent me and like after this review. All right, tell me about oh, Welcome dude, Home. Here's another fucking classic. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. 
It's so good. Every time I hear that oh, this opening here, dude. Uh, not every time, but I get chills, dude. It's just, it's just great. This is, um, this is the equivalent of. Uh, do you notice that the pace of this record is exactly like Master, uh, like Ride the Lightning? Mm -hmm. Fast opener, uh, catchy title track, slow mid heavy, slow heavy mid pacer. Now we have a ballad. Now the ballad. This isn't as much of a power ballad as Fade to Black was. Like that was like a full on ballad. This is kind of this is kind of a power ballad. But anyway, um, it's about um, being in an insane asylum, I guess. Sure. Uh, but yeah, Welcome Home, or as it's, or as the subtrack is Sanitarium. 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 I don't sanitarium. Know sanitarium. You know about that sanitarium? Hey, boss. Hey you boss. go to that sanitarium, boss? Hey, boss. Uh, you going? Uh, do you want to go pick up Tony from the sanitarium over there? Uh, yeah, no, it's just great. This is good friend Dylan's, uh, one of his favorite Metallica songs. Uh, and yeah, it's just great. I gave this one an eight. It's either a strong eight or a middle eight, but this is one where I'm like, nah, this, this, this just feels just awesome. So I just especially wrote, when it picks up near the end. Yeah, I just wrote down, bro. This is like you know the heaviest ballad ever. <laughs> Has any ballad ever <sighs> been heavier? No, nah, could dude. be. There, I'm sure there's some, but are, will it be as good though? Because the song not. is so hooky. Oh, dude. I, I, that was the thing I noticed when listening to this record. I'm like, fuck, I didn't realize this record was so catchy. Yeah. Hello, Hooky. Did you ever hear the Anthrax cover of this one? No. A lot of people said it's better. How? They're, they're wrong. Well, because it's Anthrax and not Metallica. I thought those people just want to like, just admit they don't like Metallica. <laughs> that's like, the, like that's Metallica. like those That's like those people that... Uh, They'll, uh, like, there's happened several times. People will cover the entire St. Anger record, and people will be like, Well, this is better than the Metallica one. And it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, solid eight for me. What'd you give it? I give it an eight. A solid eight. It's just great. All right. Now then, this one. Okay, here we go. So, this next song, um, right. <clears throat> my throat, Disposable Heroes. Remember how I said it earlier? That um, uh, master doesn't feel like eight minutes. This, this song's eight minutes. This song feels like eight minutes. Yeah, it definitely does. There's uh, it's straightforward. Uh, well, there's this um, intro here, but when it comes in, uh, it's straightforward thrash, catchy and memorable group vocals and chorus, and it's got some killer riffs. Um, this is a song that I like a lot. I wouldn't say I love it. But I like it a lot, um, mainly just because I always remember the back to the front bit. Oh yeah, it's how mighty. they have like a super hook in the song. <laughs> it's mighty. I gave it a light eight. It might be a strong seven depending on the day. Um, but for now, I'm gonna stand with my light eight. So there was once an article that oh, I think God. we read during like us hanging out. Yeah, by the great wise one known as Corey Taylor. Because we must record and report anytime Corey Taylor has a single fucking thought. Yes. I was wrote down <sighs> Corey Taylor's favorite Metallica song. <coughs> oh, oh, was it actually? Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Okay, cool. So I, I just wrote down it's super hooky, it's pretty dynamic, but the length. Around the solo, once it starts hitting yeah. the solo, you start feeling the length. You can tell this is one that Cliff really had his hands on. I can tell you this. You, basically, we have the same score. Yeah. It's a low eight on a good day. 
on a bad day a strong seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you but can. It's still stupidly fucking hooky. It's still awesome. It's great. I um yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I could say about it. Like I said, you could tell Cliff had his hands in it because he was the prog prog one. Did you ever hear those stories about how around this time, apparently, Cliff and Kirk at least were talking about talking to James about booting out Lars because they felt that uh, his drumming style wasn't going to fit the complex direction that they wanted to take the music. That's a rumor. I don't know how true it is, but yeah. Something oh. to chew on. Oh, how Lars is right. <laughs> I'm just saying, historically, do you think Metallica would still have the same staying of power Without if Lars? they didn't go Black Album? Absolutely not. I'm just saying, it does suck that Cliff Burton died. Yes. Musically, he's great. But I'm just saying, there's someone that made this bit that was able to fucking make the band and how it is. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Although I am imagining another world where if Cliff didn't die, they did boot out Lars. You had Dave Mustaine who was booted out of Metallica with his own thing. I'm always like, would Lars have started another band? You know? Who knows? But yeah, good song. Oh, this next song. All right. Two, three, four. So tell us about Love for Messiah. So here's a song that song I really six. Song six. So here's a song that I really like that I remember arguing with good friend Thomas about. He hates this song. Well, he doesn't hate it, but he doesn't he doesn't love it. And from what I understand from other talking to other Metallica fans, they think the song is just really mid. But I don't know. I I think I think it's a it's a very strong mid. Um I just always loved how dumb catchy it was. Uh, the riff, the vocals, it's just it's great. Uh, I gave it a strong six. It could be a light seven, but uh, it's just one of those songs that I really like. Alright, so for me, this song, like only the verse riff and the post-solo riff are the riffs that kind of matter in the song. Hmm. Everything in the song is just mid to filler. Like this, so- like this riff here is great. Yeah. But it's only here for so long. Yeah. Good day, six out of ten. Bad day, low six out of ten. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's still good though. The issue is it comes off some some fi- bangers. Yeah, five straight bangers, and you're just <laughs> like, oof. And it's sandwiched between th- those bangers and another banger. I'm just saying the song just feels fillerly, but man, how dare Metallica make a very good filler song? How dare how dare Metallica make such good music that Ooh. a good song like this feels like filler? Yeah. Because if you listen to the record outside of the first five songs, it's like, oh, man, this song's really cool. But when you listen to the whole thing, it's like, oh, yeah, Leper Messiah is on oh, here's here. The thing. This riff right here is pretty heavy as fuck. Yeah. And you know what I said? Good mood, six out of ten. So Bad no- mood after going five straight songs is good bangers and disposable yeah. heroes being a little long. Yeah. This part of you is like, all right, I don't know if this mid song is something I want to listen to so right now. So fun fact for you, the audience isn't going to get this, but do you remember... Insanity Machine's Backyard Warlord. I yeah. think that's where they got the line. Uh, cause, cause in this one they have time for lust, time for lie, whatever. A very similar vocal and lyrics are in that song, if you remember. So I think that's where they ripped it off. All right. Either way. So next song. Next song. Okay. Orion. Orion. All right. Tell me. Tell us about the song. Good so, host Edward. So you. Folks won't be able to tell right away because it, it takes a, slow a minute. Yeah, yeah, it takes a minute. Uh, this is the, another instrumental, and I'm going to say this right now. I don't think this is even a hot take. This is their best instrumental. 
What? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> Might be controversial. This is a little controversial. Might be. So I, I just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love it. The gradual buildup, like the layers, the playing, it's just phenomenal. The way the drums slowly come in, like... Oh, it's just great. And if we talk about it long enough, uh, you know, if you guys can hear the main riff, it's just fantastic. Um, I, I'll tell you, I, I gave this one. Uh, it might not be, might not. T- if people haven't listened to this song, if they're listening to this podcast, they might not understand why right away. But bro, this is a nine for me. I, th- I think this is. If we're taking popularity and legacy out of the equation of song quality, I truly think that this too. Is, could be added to the discussion of Metallica's best songs or one of them. Like, you know, if we're just talking like quality written shit, I love this song. So, here's my hot take on Orion. Okay. Yeah, this is like the best instrumental they've done, <laughs> just to be honest. And yeah, you can say this is, and you can say this is the opus of Cliff Burton. Yeah. And you know what? Good eight out of 10. But there are part of it times I could feel the song like uh, if I was not to be biased a low eight low eight out of ten. But no, there's like a this is a great instrumental with like yeah. all the dynamics. But as you were saying, if they were to kick out Lars, yeah. could you handle a Metallica album that's all Orioned out like this? See, that's the thing. I think um, I was listening to the Deftones talk about this too, this kind of thing too. I think those clashing of styles and songwriting things is good that compromise is good because then you get Ride the Lightning then you get Master of Puppets yeah. whereas yes Cliff isn't on and Justice for All but let's be honest if Cliff was on and Justice for All the songwriting probably would not have been that different Yeah, but Black Album is what happens when you take a more Lars approach and, I, and obviously and this record is what happens when you work with all of it and I'm going to be honest I truly think his drumming was suited for what they were doing here. So to answer your, so to answer your question, uh, a whole record of just Orion and just Disposable Heroes, it wouldn't be as dynamically interesting to me. Yeah. So that is one thing that does bring a good debate on. Yeah. Which I know with the passing of Cliff, but I'm like, there's also part of it's like historically. Yeah. With the passing of Cliff, would have Metallica made the Black Album? And no. became like the I, I really day. don't think so. I, I think but obviously they had a catalog of this shit too turned, to back it up. I think they would have turned into just a prog metal, a prog thrash band. Yeah, which means they would have been. Yeah, they, they would have been. No, they would have just been a better version of Blind Illusion or Metal Church. Yeah, but would they have actually been fucking Metallica? No, no. Obviously no. though, like they were popular back then. Like they were. Like, even before the Black Album, they were more famous. Well, I don't want to say famous. Like, that's an indicator of quality. But they were more famous than Slayer. Maybe they were playing festivals, headlining yeah, shit, were the going be- on big tours. Because they wrote the best songs. Yeah. And I really think it was because the Megadeth four of them were in the Slayer, same room. I would say Megadeth and Slayer never wrote A Master of Puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Megadeth and Slayer, I don't think I've wrote a now, song yes. that Stranger Things... <laughs> Would have used and become a super like yeah gnarly. Who knows? Maybe yeah yeah. Maybe in, now, yeah, Slayer- maybe in the under fucking in the. I can't. I want to say the underworld. I can't remember what's fucking called. the upside down. Yeah. Do you think Eddie would have been? It would have been sicker if Eddie was like ripping out Angel of Death or fucking Holy Wars, the Master Puppets. I'm just saying. I feel like Master Puppets. Rainy Blood, maybe. Holy Wars, probably not. I'm saying Master of Puppets to save his friends. I feel oh, like I love this part. it's a better choice song. 
Oh my god, we've been bullshitting enough where we made it halfway. I was actually I was actually gonna originally ask if you could fast forward to this part just because I just I love this. Well, I'm just saying, could you handle a, an album with like three or four of these songs? No, I in, no, I'm gonna be completely honest, probably not. And it's easy to say, oh dude, I totally could because you know, Master Puppets is that good a record. But you gotta the thing is is um if you look at Black Album, The Load, Saint Anger, and Death Magnetic and Hardwired. One thing I always liked about Metallica is they never stayed in the same place too long. Yeah. Like, we keep bringing up Injustice for All, so I know it's going to be a fun review when we get to it, but... Yeah, next time. That record feels like they stayed in the same place. And, you know, it's like... Like, I don't know how to explain it, but, yeah. It's uh, it's a great song, everybody. Hell yeah. All we right. got one more. One more. Let's finish this out. We can, like, suck Metallica's dick all day if we wanted to, but... We do have other things to talk about, and I don't like going that long on podcasts. Unfortunately, we do, though, yeah. because it seems like we have the ability to talk. So We could talk for a minute. Yeah. So some there, people fucking can't. Yeah. But oh, I've, I've heard depends. some podcasts where you can where you can tell. So if you want it, so there's this mm. cool intro here. If you want us to get past it, the thrash comes in at a minute eighteen. A minute eighteen? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, because it, 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 it's like a. Fun. Well, I'm not saying you have to. I'm skip. getting there. <laughs> no, Calm was, down there, Miss Jackson. I was saying. Okay. All right. Tell us about the song. Okay. So, Damage Inc. I always forget is on this record because, like Leper Messiah, it's just sandwiched between banger after banger. Yeah. So there's um. It's one of their fastest songs. It's pretty much just the uh, Fire Fire with Fire uh, drum beat. Um, this is pretty much the pace of the song, but it's fun. It's a fun song. It's about as cliche thrash as it gets. There's even a part where there's like a start and stop where James goes, go. And then there's the guitar solo. Um, Here's the thing. Yeah. The start and stop, I think, is a Metallica thing. Yeah. Because you're like sitting there it's like, oh, yeah, the generic thrash. You mean bands ripping off Metallica? Well, yeah, of course, but I didn't want to. I was trying to be polite. Yeah. How dare Metallica, like, invent thrash tropes, right? But, yeah, I would say this song's a strong seven. It's, um, like, it is good, but, I mean, am I? is it better than the first four songs? No. Is it better than Orion? No. No. It's probably, and it's, uh, in my opinion, it's not better than Disposable Heroes. So it kind of gets a seven out of process of elimination. Um, but it is good. Yeah, seven. So, but this song, I like it better than Trapped Under Ice. Uh, I feel like it's kind of that same realm. Except I guess Pataka really likes Trapped Under Ice. Yeah. But they're kind of the same vibe. Yeah. Or so. I would say Light 7. Honestly, it could be a, just a normal seven or a high six. It's kind of just there. Okay. It's like a really good song, but is it like one of the most like super momentous like songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: for the album ending super fast boy song, is it the best? No. No. Dire's Eve's a better song. Yeah. Which we're gonna I'm talk about next time. Yeah. I'm at. Yeah. Dire's Eve's so good. But yeah, it's um, it is it is kind of a nice bookend though, cause they open with the fast battery, they end with this. Although this does remind me what I always, uh, what I've told you before. It's like Metallica doesn't really have that many just straightforward fast thrash songs. Yeah. Like there's Fire Fire with Fire, and there's this. There you can say Disposable Heroes and Dire's Eve, but even those have moments where they break it up. There's and uh, Trapped Under Ice is also one where you could say it's pure thrash, but this is really one of the only like 
thrash, thrash songs, you know, yeah. that they have. Which is good. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a great thing. That part, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it gets on the album, Mom. No, it's not bad. So out of a score of 80, Master of Puppets gets a 63, dude. I saw, I, I'm going to be honest. I forgot how good this album was. Like, yeah. I listen to songs from it all the time, but listening to it from cover to cover, it's like... No wonder why this is a lot of people's favorite. Ride the Lightning's still mine. Of, yeah, but it's like a but fucking really good record, though. It's so good. That's it. It's a good record. It's a fucking really good record. Like, cover to cover. It's one you can just throw on. It's only got, like, two songs that are worth skipping over. Yeah, but even then, there's only eight songs. So it's like, so it's, it, it's, mwah, chef's kiss, bro. It's a classic for a reason, everybody. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. Next week's going to be fun because it's Injustice for All. Yeah. Because, as we've said, this is Cliff Burton's last record with them. And the next record, they get Jason Newstead. But Jason Newstead wasn't involved in any of the songwriting. Yeah. So, yeah, next week. Riff Soup City, baby. Riff Soup City, baby. Uh, let's see what Bone Steel sent me from on the Machine Gun Kelly story. Sure. Uh, what the hell is this? That's Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams. Was that it? I. It's just Machigo Kelly being spooky boy. No, he's being a kinky weirdo. He's got a he's got a hot chick chained on a leash. Good morning, witches. Uh, I'm done. I fucking quit. Let's talk about a shitty movie. Goddamn fucking Machigo and Kelly. Oh god damn it! All right, let me grab a timestamp and we're gonna hop into the main event. Okay. All right, listeners, to anyone that's just jumping from the timestamp, it's now time for the main event. All right, what do we watch for our Halloween, our unintentional Halloween special episode? Yeah. Like, yeah, we watched garbage like horror movies before, but I guess this technically counts as the Halloween special. Yeah, it's um, unintentional. Actually, you tell me, what the fuck even was this movie? Dude, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I understand we've watched some weird movies, but like, there was a point to where 20, 30 minutes in, I literally was, I was looking at the screen. I'm like, you weren't even near me. And I kind of like looked around like I'm looking for you. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know. So as I said, to anyone that's wondering, the thumb, I'm going to put whatever thumbnail I use yeah. is the reason why we watched this movie. There is a fucking wacky freaking that we have a wacky slasher villain yeah who literally has a fucking big old janky ass looking guitar with a drill bit on the end killing all these like young hot teens i uh, having a slumber party with some boys i was gonna ask you we should probably get out of the way what did you write him back because apparently he's the villain from the last movie reincarnated but they never named him so what did you name him in your notes did I you just call him the killer I think I might just call him the killer. Okay, I called him uh, like a like a bad Batman villain. I named him Hesherman. Hesher Hesherman. Hesherman. Yeah, but he's a greaser. Right, but but he's he's a greaser and he's doing all this rockabilly shit. But I mean, you can't tell me some metal guys didn't dress like that. Just take away the hair, change the hair for some ratty long hair. I'm saying, but Heshers do a lot more smoke weed smoking. That's true. That's true. You know what? The guy's actor looked like he was doing coke every scene. Yep. All right, well, but either way, uh, what I know about driller about not driller killer, driller killer, like no, the call, no, like the like no, like literally the killer is called the driller killer. Oh, but that's also another movie too called driller. There's also another movie called Driller Killer. I see and shit. But either way, I know the first one was like a movie 
which I guess is like kind of like was like a pseudo feminine piece. Also was meant yeah, to be I, satire. Yeah. But then it just turned into we'll just make it just straightforward like garbage. Like, I read up on movie. that. Yeah, it was written it was written by the movie was written by like an actual like yeah, fem- it, feminist author. Yeah. Uh, directed by a woman and produced everything. Same with this one and the third one. Um apparently the drill in the first one was supposed to represent uh well men and uh penetration and shit but this movie i don't know what kind of nuance but, the first movie but might i have think had. the first one was just like oh yeah we have a deranged killer on the loose and yeah. shit but this movie uh spoiler i don't think has anything to do with like the last one it does but it does there is no explanation on what this killer is no you could say oh it's a reincarnated spirit yeah it's almost like we shouldn't have just jumped into the second one. Oh, too fucking bad I think the second one's the only one to care about watching. So I'm sure the first one was a metal f- metaphor. This yeah. one was might have actually had some like nuance and uh, maybe some nuance. Maybe some nuance. This one, come on, look at the thumbnail. There's a reason why we watched it, and it's the killer. I had so, to see was this dude's story. Well, not much of a story to him, but well, yes, you ha- you had to see what he did. Yeah. So right away we open the movie starts with like a cast roll calls the camera pans over a woman sleeping in bed. This is Courtney played apparently by a chick that was on wings before wings was out. Yep. So she's dreaming of a hot boy and then she's dreaming of a shirtless hot boy as then scenes of the last movie are intercut. I I don't think so. Oh, they're not. No, no. Because I heard they did use scenes from the last movie. Yeah. But then we also see boots of like the killer. Oh yeah, you're which right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's interlaid with it too. Here's the thing: I don't know if the fucking killer from the first movie was wearing these like, but like sick boots. I don't think so. <laughs> Just say. Either way, we wake up with a nightmare shot as she screams, and then slumber party massacre. Two. So with barely a moment to breathe or establish a shot, where it's bre- it's now time for Brecky in the morning with we, our main character. Yeah, as they talk to their mom. Yeah. Like I said, this is Courtney, and this is her mom, Mrs. Bates. Yeah, she doesn't get a first name. And her mom's just talking to her how, yeah, it's perfectly normal to still get nightmares about the guy that tried to kill you. Because I guess the first movie came out six years ago at this point, because her mom's like, because they established later, like, yeah, that was six years ago. Uh, That sounds like... And, um, Courtney then, after breakfast, goes to her room and she stares at a newspaper clipping of the incident in her yearbook, which said six people got killed, but I looked it up. Nine people died in the first movie. Oh, there's a kill count. <laughs> James A. Janice, where you at? And man, she walked down the sidewalk, right? She leaves her house, she says goodbye to her mom. She walks down the sidewalk and the first thing I thought of was, man, you can tell this shit was filmed in Los Angeles. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Um, she's running along and just comes across a dead dove on the sidewalk four minutes into the movie. Her friend. Uh, okay. So was this Sally or Amy? Because I had her written down as Sally for some reason this whole time. Wait, which trick? All right. So we have a what? A blonde. Another. There, there's. They're all blondes, I think, except for one. Like Courtney's brunette. Yeah, yeah, you're right. One's a redhead. And one played guitar. The one, yeah. The blonde one played drums. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about the friend that picked her up in the car? Yeah. Oh fuck, I can't. Re- I think it's Amy. Okay, because for some reason I had it written down here as Sally. Well, whatever. So maybe her- Sally. I think it's Amy. So her friend picks her up, 
and she sees a dead pigeon. Did you yeah, talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I said she saw. She, oh, I thought it was a dove. She sees a dead bird. And a she, dead bird. She gets in her friend's car, and she, and check this dialogue. Uh, Amy asks, "What were you doing, looking at a dead bird?" Oh, you are so weird. And then Courtney's just like smile, I just awkwardly smile. It's like, yeah, I don't know. You asked me, and that's what I was doing. But they're at a stop sign. Yeah. And we see Matt cruise up. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and then, like, basically the girls invite Matt to band practice because Courtney's got a crush on what Matt. Is, who did Matt look like to you? I don't know. He looked a little too old to play the part of a seven-year-old boy. Because I wrote, he looks, like a, he looks like a white Aladdin fused with Hayden Christensen. Sure. So there was something... It's not important to the plot, but it's important to the context of the movie. Before they meet Matt on the radio, this this they they have an extended piece where they sing the song called Tokyo Convertible. And I'm like, oh, okay. I run look like, oh, who wrote this song? This was a song written for the movie. Huh. So that's neat. Uh but and feeling for a slasher movie, the lyrics sounded like they were about sex. So yeah, this Mac guy, they invite him to go to uh, her friend, I think Sheila's garage where they practice. Yeah, she's in a band. And it's funny when 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 uh, Amy says, oh, yeah, we're in a band. I'm like, OK, so like school band or marching band. They practice in her garage. That's weird. Oh, no, no, no. They are in a rock band, a pop rock band. She says um, they're at band practice. They're at band practice with super and they- reverb drums. And yes, I was paying attention. The drummer was barely playing to the track. But oh, Matt pops up. Yeah. Do you have anything to say before Matt? Pops I was actually going to ask you, what do you think of the song they were playing? Like, I, I don't know. It was just kind of fucking there and like oh, okay. below mid. Like it's a song in a fucking slasher movie. What more do you want? Well, I don't know. I what thought, more do you suspect? Okay, well, because I, well, just because I just thought it was bad. Oh uh, yeah, there I was one was, thing we forgot. Yeah, to, I thought it was bad, but it was just like bad and just there. there. There was um. Well, you suspect these girls be the fucking Beatles now? Well, I was just saying, if you had to give it a hot or not? Oh, fucking easy, not. <laughs> we did forget to mention though. So, uh, so they asked Madelon because uh, to to visit because they're going to a. I thought it was a cabin in the desert, no, but it's no, actually a condo. Yeah, they got like a condo in the desert for yeah. a fucking week of getaway. So I mean, he's like, oh, we should invite Matt. So yeah. Yeah, we should invite Matt. To invite Matt. Yeah, invite Matt. So yeah, they practice. Matt's there. He's like, wow, you guys sound really great. Matt, so shut the, the fuck up. <laughs> Trying to fucking lie, lying for the get, lying to get the fucking Porco. You know, the song was already bad, but I had to listen to Mass. I listened to Master of Puppets intermittently while taking notes for the wow. movie. Wow! So it's like it's even worse. No, you did yourself no favors. I Either way, not. Courtney and Matt go around the corner to talk and hang. Yeah, they they make no. Uh, they they are quick to spend some time together, and he's like, um, and he's like, uh, I really. This was kind of in a kind of a creepy thing. He's walking behind her, right? He like places his hand on her shoulder, and he's like. I really liked your music. Would you like to do something this weekend? And bro, may I check this dialogue? Well, I was going to invite you to hang out this weekend with us. We're going to my friend's uh, condo to practice. Her parents going to be there? Laughter. No. And he goes, bad, bad girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Courtney's a bad, bad girl. And I'm like, that's weird. And then she says, not us. You must be thinking of some other girls. And he goes, no, I'm thinking of you. Kiss. And yeah, they smash face. I think they like each other. I'm like, 
It was established that they do. I think it's so, established they like each other and they're comfortable with each other. And Matt's so, down to go to the fucking condo, the condo they hang for the weekend. So they so walk back to practice. Yeah, they walk back to practice. They say their goodbyes. She kisses Matt in front of her friends where at an angle where they can clearly see it, but no one comments on it. Yeah. And she's just stoked. Yeah, and then like she gives she gives the girls the news. Matt. Matt is hanging for the weekend. And they're like, cool. Pretty boy Matt. Yeah, pretty boy Matt. So we cut to Courtney asking her mom to let her hang out for the condo this weekend. It was kind of funny. Because obviously I think we might have missed it. Who oh, cares yeah. either way? I think Courtney didn't get permission. Yeah, from she her didn't mom ask yet. yet. Because you see, her this is actually how tight I think how it ties in the last movie. So Courtney was in the first movie, not the same actress. No, but no, Courtney but was the character in the first of movie. Courtney. But her sister, who was the heroine of the first movie, um, she's in an insane asylum because that's how it was in the 80s. Oh, just put him in an insane asylum. Yeah. So her mom, she's trying to ask, hey, so my friend's dad has this condo out in the desert. We were going to see if right there she's just like, uh, they said your sister was walking and talking a bit. I was thinking maybe we see her this weekend. I'm like, oh, damn, it's like that, huh? Yeah, but then Courtney guilt trips her mom's like, it's my birthday. Come and her, on. And her mom I'm says, stressing. let me have fun with my friends in the condo. We can get away. And her mom says straight up, she forgot it was her birthday. Oh, I forgot it's her birthday. Great. Thank you, mom. Great mom. <laughs> Great parenting, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Hey, at least she lets her fucking go off to the condo so she can get to know Matt better and also and do some band practice, I guess. I guess. So after that, she's... Yeah, we just cut to her talking on the phone to Pretty Boy Matt. Pretty Boy Matt. On the phone for a while. Nothing important happens other than her mom being like, are you still on the phone? It's 11.30 on school night. Okay, I gotta go. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. He's in his... She's in like a nightgown, but like we cut to him. He's talking to her. He's in her... He's in his underwear for some reason. Yeah, so I, about, I think Matt's going to sleep in his underwear. Big whoop. So she starts. So she goes to sleep and she starts to dream. At first, it's a sexy dream about a shirtless pretty boy Matt. Oh, in, she in Courtney's thinking of a pretty boy Matt in his abs. And his possibly, abs. Possibly preparing for herself to get intimate with pretty boy Matt. So then, but then, but then things take. It, a, yeah, things yeah. take a turn for the what the fuck when she sees a weird vision that involves the future, maybe her sister, and then someone getting her their hand cut off. Yeah. She wakes up for a second. She's like, oh, God, what the fuck? I thought we see the rocker for like a minute. I think it was like a split shot. She's like, ha! But then she like wakes up and she's like, gosh, that was weird. So then she throws on her walk, man, to try to go back to sleep. Yeah. And then uh, because, you know, pacing this time when she dreams, now the movie kicks into gear, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So her sister is screaming at her in her dream, trying to warn her. She goes, don't go. And like, don't uh, go. And Courtney's like, don't go all, all the way. way. Yeah, because Courtney's like sleep talking. She's like, go where? Don't go all the way. And then I kid you not, the man I called Hesher Man, or this dude in leather pants, leather jacket, with fringe. and a pompadour. Yeah, with fringe. Like with fringe. fringe. Yeah, fringe tassels. Shreds a solo on a big, I don't know what the fuck it was, big, like fireball looking red electric guitar. And he's like laughing, I think. His sister screams, and he, her sister screams, and this guy goes, Rock and roll never dies, baby. And then she wakes up, and then we see the band's cruising out. I forgot he didn't say like that. He actually was like, Rock and roll never dies, baby. 
That's almost <laughs> funnier. Yeah. Rock and roll never dies. And then we babe. see a drill. He's like, what? He's <laughs> like, sort of like, who is this guy? And then we see a drill go through someone's chest and the dream ends. Next morning, she bids her mother adieu and, adieu. and she gets in the, ca- uh, the, uh, the car to drive with her friends to the desert. So they're driving and driving and driving. And here I need to point out uh, her friend, the drummer. I for- I don't even remember her name. Um, she's not the best. She like as far as acting goes, there's a point where she grabs a drumstick like she's the wrestling homie suplex with his pens. And she's like, come on down. You just want two days and nights of no parents. I'm like, I get it, ma'am. You're acting. Whatever. They're just being dorks on the fucking trip. It's not yeah. like it's not like we haven't been fucking dorks on a road trip. OK, but we're not in a movie. <laughs> You didn't I say think? that you're just, well, yeah, well, that's our knowledge. Simulation? Yeah, the simulation. The only normal thing that happens at first is someone asks yeah, an insensitive yeah. question yeah, about his sister. So, yeah, we got, we're going to get the fucking rocker killer come fucking popping out with the drill guitar and just stabbing you. Please, no. That'd be really inconvenient. I've got a lot of stuff to do yeah. during the holidays. No, you don't. Well, yeah, Not I when d- you're dead. Oh, well, you're not wrong. So she, so then she takes a nap in the car, but with some new scenes, including blood squirting out of a bathtub, and I shit you not, the same dude from earlier dancing and shredding. Yep. The dream doesn't even really definitively end. I'm like, okay, that's just bad uh, pacing or whatever. But then, no, they they uh, stop at a convenience store, and now in a wake, Courtney looks out the window to see her sister with a slip throat. She screams, and intercut is footage of the killer breakdancing. He's, like, spinning on the ground like it's an MC Hammer video. Yeah. <laughs> or what the supposed killer nightmare killer. Either way, we get a jump scare. And then, like, whoever else is in the car, just go, hey, you okay, Courtney? Yeah, it was the drummer. Yeah, and then she starts talking about, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I feel like I've been getting this, like, pimple that's just been growing under my skin. It's, She's like, it's there. It's, like, the fastest growing pimple ever. Yeah, that's... Her- like, lady, there's, like, nothing. Calm your shit. Yeah, that's her way of relating to Courtney, who's, like, stressed out and Yeah, shit. she's just stressed out. She saw a vision of her sister fucking dying and then some it's- fucking leather daddy, daddy breakdancing break in the middle of a foggy room. And she's just like, oh, Oh, I, I know what you mean about being stressed and stuff. I feel like I have this big pimple. Like, all right. Hey. So now. Someone needs to be stressed about something. So now we're at the. Uh, I wrote here in my notes. Now we're at the cabin. I thought this was a cambo, cabin. It was just a fucking condo. It's a condo. And so they, it's in an area where there's like buildings still being built and developed. Yeah. So there's. No neighbors. Globalization. No neighbors. Globalization. Seems no, or, like or these or that gentrification. Have- uh, gen- uh, possibly gentrification. I don't know. Either way. We'll see, moving on. So they go inside and they unload all their shit. Courtney tries to post up in a bed, but when she puts her suitcase down on the bed, a sex doll jumps out of her. I can't believe I had to type that. Another fucking jump scare with a sex doll. Yeah. But Sheila goes, oh, that's just my pervert brother's doll. Yeah, I forgot to mention, uh, in the car... Uh, she she was reading this book. Sheila was. That's apparently her brother's is also. It's called like Hot, Wet, and Wild. It's just a smut novel. Yeah, it's just <laughs> smut novel. So they share. Um, so they share a laugh, and now we jump to them getting booze out of her dad's booze closet. Yeah, booze closet. She says some people have wine cellars. My dad has a booze closet. Then we see them dining on an all-American dinner, if I ever saw one. Did you see this? They had corn dogs, cookies, chips, booze, cheese whiz in a can. 
Cheese and then, yeah, dude, they just have all the fucking junk food. I'm sitting there, I was like, fuck, dude, that's the fucking liquid turds in the next morning. Maybe, maybe, I'm just saying, it's like, maybe fuck. I'm getting old, but I saw all that and I'm just like, that made my stomach upset looking at it all. Yeah, it's called getting old. It's like, dude, I, I don't think I can munch that. So then I feel like I'm going to vomit or the next day I'm going to have some fucking spicy fucking itchy salsa coming out on the Fred Thomas. Does it have to does it have to get on him specifically? Does it have to get on him at all? No, no, Fred Thomas is just a term to take a turd. Okay, that's right. Whatever. So then I'll be it's like my day I'm going to see the porcelain throw thrown two to three times with that fucking shit. Fuck, maybe more. I don't know. I've never consumed the fucking shit Dave were consuming. At least not all at once. I'm you ever, you ever eating a corn dog? Oh yeah, I've eaten a corn dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been to Disneyland. I've oh, gotten yeah. the Disneyland. Of course you've gotten a corn dog. Yeah, yeah. those been, big huge things. Yeah, but they're not the fucking Disneyland corn dogs. No, so. no, no, no. Those are like those are corn dogs I'll actually fucking, try. Those are fucking good. <clears throat> so then listen, I don't know if you got any anything of merit out of this scene, but what? here's everything that happens. They all get drunk and they dance. Two dudes we haven't seen before show up. I'm, well, I just wrote down some boys arrive early. Yeah, some pretty boys. And they're just like stuck outside because the girls are in all inside just having fun. Yeah. Listening to tunes, getting hammered, dancing around. And the girls they have start an, spraying themselves with the liquor. They have an honest to God pillow fight with pillow with pillow feathers flying everywhere. Yeah, they just start having a pillow fight. And then we see Sheila as she pops her titties out. I was and like, the boys are outside watching this friggin' thing and they're going, Oh my god, do girls actually do this? I don't know. He's I'm like, not, I don't believe this movie actually says that. I feel like this is just a random male fantasy. Yeah. Unless there are female, unless there are just like sl- chicks at slumber parties, just like, all right, okay. we're going to drink booze. Oh my God. I just put my titties thing. out. Let me Here's fucking smack you with a pillow. Here's the thing. I'm not saying this doesn't happen, but they did every slumber, sexy slumber party stereotype in one four minute scene. And yeah, what the creepy boy is outside. With the pretty boys outside. Pretty boys at outside. Watch it. Oh my god, these girls are getting wild. Look now, at Sheila's titties. Now, I don't want to get too nitpicky, but one of the guys who ends up being TJ with the shitty lip mustache. Yeah, is the shitty I lip hated mustache. This guy. Well, and he has how was dare the worst a actor. Sla- uh, how dare a slasher movie establish a horny, <laughs> shitty asshole character that you're like, oh please. Can this dude Because the other guy, Jeff, who I thought was mad at first, but uh, he's like... You thought it was mad, but no, it's just Jeff. Yeah, he's like, dude, won't won't they be kind of upset that we showed up late unannounced? He's like, this is how this guy talks, I swear to God. He's like, he's like, dude, don't even worry. Girls like this sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Girls like this sort of thing. And then when they're watching them do the pillow fight with uh, Sheila's titties out, which, by the way, I don't want to be that guy. Aren't these characters supposed to be between 16 and 17? Yeah. Hopefully 18. I don't know. Senior, well, because Courtney was turning in, 17. And they're all classmates. Well, here's so. the thing. Courtney didn't have her titties out. Sheila did. Maybe True. Sheila's 18. But then, yeah, they see them that dancing. we're aware of. Oh, no. This could just be all made by a, like, or, like, it's all, a it's feminist all, it's, director to, show, say to depict the sick male fantasy the of these male late. Fantasy. The male fantasy. Oh, my God. Why do we keep doing the Sammy Guevara voice? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I keep resisting the urge to say Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Sammy Guevara. Yeah, but that's all we're doing in this voice. Yeah. We're just establishing Pretty the sick male. Matt. Yeah, we're just thinking. To just, be honest, though, I mean. The not, male fantasy of To be honest, like, they yeah, hit it at every note. That really is, for what was back then, considered, like, 
like one of the peak male fantasies. I mean, the pillow fighting, the yeah, nakedness, well, the boobs. Yeah, let's just break it to the backyard of these like ladies having. Yeah, a they just party, walk in through the backyard. It's all like being, all being provocative, drinking some liquor that they shouldn't be drinking, and oh my god, they're just sitting there having a sexy pillow fight. All right, let's move on from the fucking Jade Cargill. So they. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. So yeah, they see. I want to point out this line of dialogue. They see them dancing, and Jeff goes, "I didn't think girls really did this stuff." And this is how he delivered how TJ delivers this next line. That's because we died. This is heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we died. By the way, I had time. This we was died. okay. This, now you. That was like the one redeemable line from TJ. Yeah, that was funny. Here's the thing. I was revealing this at work, and when I saw Sheila was about to whip her titties, I fucking just just. Yeah, slam the phone down and just let the audio play. Didn't you say that's what you did when um when when uh, when Limel Hamilton was hey, the Mount Terminator? I knew that. I knew that. Scene no, was okay. Coming. So it was the I plot skip, twist. I skip forward on that. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. know when it was like, all right, here's gonna be the sex scene, and yes, you're gonna see Linda Linda Hamilton's boobies. You're gonna see Linda's Hamiltons. Yes, exactly. I, so I'm aware of this. This movie I didn't know, so I had to prepare myself. So we're having fun talking. I also about did that it, with but, Brett Mania on the fucking yeah. Letters of Death Row with the stripper scene, where it's yeah. like, I feel like there's gonna be titties. Because Brett has to put titties in his own Brett movie. Michaels. Brett Michaels. So we're having fun talking about it, but this scene lasted like three or four uninterrupted minutes. Yeah, we won't it's shut not the fuck a, up It's not a long it. time. It's no Caligula orgy scene, but genuinely really hated the scene because it just went on and on. So after they're done dancing, Sheila, uh, they hear like a noise coming from the back. Sheila goes to investigate. And the two dudes from earlier, who, like I said, are TG and Jeff, uh, they pretend to be a murderer and a murder E, respectively, to prank them. And then Sheila's like, like, oh my God, TJ, you asshole. And then TJ, Jeff's, you're asshole. And then Jeff's like, you guys should really learn to lock the back door. <laughs> that was funny. Well, they're not wrong. So they all have a laugh. They talk for a minute. And then everyone tries to go to sleep. But sort we, of. Yeah, but then we yeah we see Courtney and Amy in the one room, and then we hear in the other room, Sheila's getting dicked down by TJ. And they're getting they're super audible. They they're totally boning you guys. Yeah, we got these hot young teenagers all horned out, ready to have a hot, unfiltered sexual contact. Yeah. Court <laughs> sexual contact. <laughs> sexual contact. So Courtney event God, I love Steven Larson. So Courtney eventually I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know how the fuck we're gonna make this review entertaining, but goddamn the fuck is Sammy Guevara voice is helping. <laughs> it's pretty helping. It's pretty good. I'm sitting there like, fuck, should, dude, we, this we movie should... wasn't much to say till the killer. Yeah. Uh, so... fuck, maybe the killer might ruin it. All the, prov- <laughs> all the provocative young sex to suspect in front of it is just like kind of helping. But either way, funny. they're just like hearing the fucking tune. Maybe we should like, review Night Trap And they're day. just sitting there going, man, you're so loud next door. You're just going, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's. Then you just got even TJ going, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was the funny part because he still clearly didn't care to do it. So he's not like, oh, oh. He's like, oh, he's like, oh. And he just sit there and like, oh my God, I have sex. But then Courtney goes to sleep and now she's thinking of getting intimate with Matt. Yeah, she sees Pretty Boy Matt. Yeah, she starts dreaming of Pretty Boy Matt while Sheila's getting dicked down in the room over. They make out, but then suddenly as they're making out, he morphs into Leatherman. Yeah, dude, we got Leatherman Rocker. It's just like, how's it going? Rock rolling in with Dad. Come on, baby. Let's go all the way. And then she actually gets some time with him because then you see her dead sister on the floor. He's like, you killed Valerie. He's like, Valerie, I've had Valerie. I'm bored with Valerie. I'm bored with Valerie. 
he says, "Yeah, come on, you gotta do the fight." I'm bored with Valerie. I'm bored without Valerie. And then he eventually tries to like get it on with her, and he says, "I am you, and you are me, until we go all the way." And then she runs Rock away, and roll, baby. And then she runs away, and then he's like, "Hey, baby, love the one you're with." <laughs> oh, that hurt my throat. Hey, baby. Love the one you with. <laughs> yeah, he it's just like, spouts off random like rock quotes. He's like, "No, you're you're too boomer for me. Just stay away." <laughs> Calm down. There. You know, if you want to add into the context that this is uh, that th- that this is a uh, a gen uh, a Gen Xer trying to run away from a cringe boomer a cringe boomer rocker spirit, that actually makes the movie kind of interesting. All right, wait, hold on. Take a break. Supposedly, I'm like we're all like hyper speed status here. When I played my set last night. Fuck, I am playing really fast. This just feels like napalm speed. Damn, you're like on. Sorry for the distraction. I thought it was like a hyper blast section. I thought it was one of my hyper blast sections. No, it's just me playing fast. Let me see if I can get my flow back. So Courtney wakes up the Fuck next your morning. Flow. So you're dealing with this fucking leather daddy boomer trying to fucking get get it on with a fucking sixteen year old turning seventeen year old. So she wakes up the like next every morning. Every male boomer fantasy. Why bother with any women your age? Always aim younger, right, my guys? Jesus Christ. That reminds me of a really cringy comment I read. Uh, some uh, the, uh, some wrestling news I was posting about the Randy Savage and Stephanie McMahon thing, right? And then and then someone was like, oh, I thought she was, uh, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, the story goes she was whatever. And then some guy responds to me with, go, hey, if the grass is growing, you got to mow it. I'm like, what the fuck? That's this guy. So, Corny wakes up next morning on the kitchen floor and cries. She's like, <laughs> like I've been there, girl. <laughs> sleeping on the kitchen floor. And and crying. I've slept on the kitchen floor at Jake's anyway. Yeah. Did, were you crying on the floor at Jake's? No, I wouldn't cry in front of you guys. Come on. Yeah, come she's on. She's distraught. Don't do that. No one wants to see that. So, she's distraught. Oh, wow. Thanks. Good to know I have a nice support system. Fuck the support system. <laughs> That's toxic, bro. So, she's distraught. She's distraught, and she tries to talk to Sally, and her sp- and she's just like, "Here, buddy, have some toast, have some juice. You'll feel better." Yeah, it was like, "Hey, Corey, you got the hangover?" Yeah, we're talking about Corey with a hangover, right? Yeah. Well, she, she's like drink a lot of booze, and then she's got a fucking a boomer in her like dreams, trying to like shred her a solar and give her all these like fucking garbage rockabilly quotes. Yeah, so then she. Yeah, I, think she's, I think she needs a little, little toasty and eggs in the morning. So now they're at yeah. So now they're at, at the, the pool. At the pool side, they're and all wearing bikinis and looking hot. The male gaze is in full effect. The male gaze is full effect. <laughs> like just say, we're making fun of this stuff. Don't worry, we we respect women, guys. Yeah. So then Sheila and uh, the two geeks join them. Courtney's trying to talk to them, and TJ shoves his big toe in the sex doll's mouth. Yeah, he brought the sex doll. I can't believe I had to fucking type that. <laughs> I hate this. So he's he. So you, he, you hate writing that this movie is like yeah. So you have this like there's a sex doll, and this is eighties boys too. So he's hairy. He's got a hairy leg. 
It's got a hairy foot. Homie, why are you staring at... Why are you watching... Why are you it like, was looking? the whole shot! Oh. All I saw was toe and mouth. Toe and mouth? Moving on, so he's like... this. So this is one of his more annoying scenes. He's like, hey, Courtney, how's your headache? Uh-huh. Like, literally, yeah, he's, like hey. a, he's like a worse butthead. From and then Beavis he's and like, hey, I have a way to help with your headache. He's like, I'll help you. So he, like, rubs her shoulders. Then he starts, like, grabbing her and, like, pretending to do this, like, weird seance shit where he's like, Lord, please uh, take away my buddy's headache. Uh, and then he just throws her in the pool. And... And, and and you could and there's a point where Sheila even says, "Hey, get your hand off her boob." I just wrote down, bro. TJ is so horned now. And then when he just starts like getting all in like freaking Courtney's business, I'm like, bro, this TJ food is so rapey. And then he just shows Courtney in the pool, and it's like, yeah, it's a bad prank. I can't wait for TJ to die. Yeah, and then, like, uh, yeah, it, like freaking Courtney goes in the pool, and then she sees more visions of the rocker baby. Now, if I'm being honest, the shots of her like in the pool and stuff, those are actually some cool shots. Yeah. So her dreaming of the <clears throat> Raka. Drilla killer. So Jeff saves her. And what does this schmuck TJ asks when she wakes up? She says, Uh, sorry. Uh. How's your headache? <laughs> so now Courtney's in her room and drummer comes to talk to her. Basically, it amounts to this. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. Come have lunch with us. Also, I think I'm getting a pimple. Okay. Okay. So now they're at lunch. <laughs> yeah, and then we see Courtney try to munch a burger, but there's a fucking fallen hand in her burger. Yeah, and it's juxtaposed because TJ reads a passage from Hot, Wet, and Wild oh, yeah, where it talks about book. like something about melons and hands. The melons and hands. Let me drive my penetrating shaft down into your deep crevice. That was like some bullshit like that. I think they refer to the penis as a tool. The tool. Like the, it's your basic fan fiction. The, the male tool of sexual pleasure. Oh, the tool. And what's the killer? You use a drill. A drill's the a driller tool. killer. So then she sees the guy in her head laughing and shredding at her. And yeah, the as she's trying to munch the hamburger. Yeah. And then like people's like, hey, you want to just take my chicken sandwich? And it's like, man, Courtney, you put a lot of ketchup on your burger there. And she's and he's like, something's wrong with my burger. She tries to cover it and he's like, no, it's the same kangaroo meat as everyone else. I'm like, kangaroo meat. <laughs> Maybe there was a lot more fake. Hey, there was a thing called American cheese back then. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, government cheese. Government cheese, yeah, yeah. Because there was a fucking dairy shortage or a cheese shortage. I always wondered how that tastes. So like. I'm sure there might have been kangaroo meat in the fucking burgers. Probably. So then she sees the guy in her head laughing and shredding her. By the way, the way this guy laughs, he does not laugh like, ha, ha, ha. He's like, <laughs> I think I this uh, guy is having fun in the role. So now there's another fucking musical number. It's them just playing some song and the boys happens. just and the boys are hanging out watching these girls rocking shred. out. Yeah, they're just rocking out watching these I gotta girls give, shred. I got to give credit to these guys, uh, to these girls. Man, they're playing is fantastic. You hear them? They sound studio quality. Yeah. So yeah, so it's interlaced with scenes jealous, of pulsion. Pull shenanigans, fuck you. Pull shenanigans, <laughs> sexy car wash fun. Courtney looking at a picture of Pretty Boy Matt, and I'm like, Pretty Boy Matt. Yeah. After the song, we cut over to TJ and Sheila getting horned out over the book. Yeah, Cor TJ's reading the book at Sheila, and he's like, hey, you horny yet? And she's like, nah. And he reads more, and is like, are you horny yet? And she, like, and she goes, she licks her lips like, oh. And it's like, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Yo, round two. So and then Courtney goes into the kitchen to make a fucking sandwich or something. I wrote here. I wrote here because an I don't animated wanna... fucking chicken pops out and scares the shit out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An animated chicken jumps on her and pukes out blood because yeah, you know what? Fuck you too, movie. I wrote here. I'm like, there's we're 40 minutes in. We're over halfway over. This was a short movie. This was an hour and 15 minute movie. There's like 20 minutes left in the film. I'm like, can we please see some murder? So Sally's like, not yet. So Sal, so Courtney's freaking out, and Sally's like, "Hey, bro, go have a bath, yeah, yeah, you know, Courtney, you seem a little anxious. Hey, how about you take a bath?" And then we, before we, we oh, sorry, you go. I'm about to say, we would see Courtney. She's in her bath towel. I had to make sure there was no nudity. Yeah, make sure Courtney wasn't gonna get all friggin' show the goods before she gets to the bathroom. We see the drummer writing lyrics for her song. Yeah, and then we also hear. Sheila and TJ getting freaking getting hard and hard body in the room over. What were the lyrics she wrote? Great question. I wrote them down. No, I didn't. So. I want a silver caddy with a Landau top. I want a sugar daddy with a candy shop. I want a lot of things that money can't buy. But what I want most is a pie in the sky. Man, I thought Brett Michaels wrote great lyrics. So, yeah, TJ and Sheila are mad boning, you guys. And then she goes to take a bubble bath. She's relaxed and she's chilling. And then blood starts to come out of the faucet. Yeah. So she grabs drummer friend. Nightmare fuel, baby. (laughs) She grabs drummer friend and she's like, help me, help me. Something's wrong with the bathroom. But when they go on there, there's nothing actually wrong with the bathroom. The, The water's just on. So naturally, she's like, Courtney, are you on drugs? (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, no, all I wanted was a Pepsi. I'm kidding. She didn't say that. She said, the weirdest things are happening to me. And her friend tries to show up. She's like, yeah, I feel you. Like, look at this big old zit I'm getting on my face. But this time when Courtney looks at her, she's got this big, ugly, repulsive fucking thing on her face. Dude, she just has this fucking gnarly thing. And it just squirts on Courtney. And I'm like, damn, that's a fucking nightmare fuel. That's gross. Yeah, I had a friend actually, like, tell me about this movie, and they t- and like I remember them telling me about the scene. And then, yeah, no, this is a pretty terrifying scene with practical effects. That was actually the one scene in this movie that, like, actually yeah, kind of scared you, me. Yeah, with the fucking good dark pus fucking squirting at ah, you. Look green, too. It looked like the Grinch taking a piss. Yeah, you want you want the good fucking slime on your dough? Yeah, and you want the Nickelodeon slime pop out of the fucking blonde chick's face? hate you so she runs down the stairs in the matt's arms oh yeah pretty boy matt's here now we didn't even see him come in he's just there oh it's a hey it's matt so the boys go to investigate because she's like she's dead she's dead they go in there and they find nothing but noticeably unless i'm remembering it wrong i believe matt actually did see some of the substance he got it on his hand you know he might have saw something and then this and then this fucking tj guy he's like god this Courtney's totally ruining my weekend. She's ruining my weekend. I'm trying. She to, needs to loosen up. She needs to loosen up. I'm trying to like pound like Sheila's fucking friggin' hot dog button like ten times. So I can't <laughs> with fucking Courtney all going. Oh my god! I, something scary is happening. I'm trying to get you my sting with Sheila, but no. Matt was like, and Matt's like, did you give Sheila any of your drugs? Oh, no. No. That's mine. Damage control. I mean, like, Courtney. <laughs> so, so now they're in the kitchen, right? And they hear something coming from the garbage disposal. And, and they're, they're like, like, oh my God, it must be, it must be. Drummer. I've just been calling her drummer. Yeah, fuck. I can't remember her name either. There was like I think it might be Sally, actually. 
Was she Sally? No, don't worry. It will come up in the notes. So, um, so the, so yeah, the cops show up and absolute, and one of the two who the, the, who the officer's name was Kruger. Yeah. Nice reference guys. He's absolutely toasting these kids. Toasting. I think I meant to say roasting because he's like, cause he thinks they're whacked out on drugs. Eventually drummer does come back and she's like, Oh, Hey guys, I went to the store. Did I do something wrong? And the cop says something to the effect of, Oh no, no, no. You just wasted about 200 taxpayer dollars, which according to Google was like almost $600 back then. Oh, these cops is like, Oh dang. And yeah, dude, these cops were the worst. <laughs> and he tells Courtney and friends, if I have to come back here and you, and you from because of you yanking my chain, I'm going to rip your lungs out. And his friends like, "Come on, we gotta go." Denny's is holding our booth. Just sitting there, is like, "Wow, uh, you give good reasons to uh, defund uh, police. You do <laughs> nothing on your job. A little bit. Do of, you do anything? A little bit of absolutionist propaganda. Huh. Absolution. So they leave, and Courtney's friends all leave to get some food. Uh, but Matt yeah, so the male fa- yes, and the sick male fantasy. Male cops just come off, go. You're just saying bullshit. I just want to go and eat some, eat myself a patty melt and buttermilk pancakes. Hey, at least they the weren't fat. These were, I mean, the one guy was kind of plumpy, but the chunky. But these guys were like in shape cops. So I'm at least that they had cops that actually, you know, weren't the stereotypical fat donut munching cop. Yeah. So yeah, Matt and Courtney. They're all alone now. And yeah, they're getting intimate. Well, because Matt brings her a birthday cake. They have a tender oh, little ain't moment. Oh, Matt is sweetie. And he's like, man, you know, this has been such a trip of a weekend, you know, all that's been happening and your crazy friends. And Matt's aware that Courtney's dealing with possible trauma of the driller killer of the first movie. And I'm and he's talking about all that. And I'm like, you just got here. How do you? Okay. So I'm anyway. feeling Matt's been stalking or keeping a good eye on Courtney for a minute. I'll bet hot matches thing. Courtney's like a total dime. So they get to smooching. Total dame, baby. So they get to smooching. Friends come back and they start drunkenly playing instruments. Yeah, what's up? Fun. Woo! TJ's trying to play guitar. Is like, I'm feeling uh, your girl, Sheila, can actually play that shit better than you. Just go back to fucking being the fucking just like useless piece of horn meat. So um, things are getting hot and heavy between Matt and Courtney. And she tells him, Matt, I've never gone all the way. Yeah, it cuts it cuts to Leatherman as uh, we cut to him doing an evil laugh. He plays a guitar solo. She freaks out, and then bam, drill through the chest of Pretty Boy Matt. Pretty Boy Matt's the first to die as he gets fucking drilled straight. Well, okay, technically I think he had Val- five minutes of screen. Time. I, I think technically Valerie was the first to die. I can. But te- then they Pretty never- Boy Matt's. Yeah. But Pretty Boy Matt's the first on screen kill. We see yeah. a good just drill right through his chest. And then, like, freaking, we see Courtney just going, oh, my God. And this is, like, the moment we're just sitting there going, like, okay, maybe it's still just more of, like, a dream trauma. Because Courtney pops down. And everyone goes, Courtney, what's wrong? Is it like, why do you got, like, this, like, red goop on her hand? And then this leather death. And then the fucking driller killer just pops out. It's like, how's it going? And it's like, yeah. oh, my God. What are you? Because there's a scene. In what the, are you wearing? There's a scene. in the, What's in your hands? What's going on? There's a scene in the room. They were not prepared for this. There's a scene in the but room. Would you ever be prepared for this le- leather daddy man coming in with the fucking big bulky guitar with the drill bit? You would be sitting there trying to process. What am I seeing? The answer to everything you just said is no. So there's a funny bit where 
not funny it's not funny but there's kind of a dark comedy bit where she's like no you're just a dream he like rips off matt's dis- oh, yeah. a, a severed arm he's like does this look like a dream to you and he throws it and lands on the birthday cake <laughs> so then yeah he starts he starts Here's uh, the thing. this movie was also a little like goofy but i think it's meant to be a little goofy so runs downstairs hesherman comes out tj tries to fight hit him with his base but whiffs and falls and we don't see it but at some point he got stabbed in the leg i guess yeah i guess he got stabbed in the leg trying to like fight with the fucking they all run out to the kitchen to call for help but drummer is paralyzed with fear yeah it's sally yeah okay i finally got her name as sally and instead of running away she just cowers there and stands and whimpers and shit She's then, paralyzed with fear as this freaking like rockabilly boomer man just coming in with his fringe suit and leather and shiny cowboy boots just impale her through the heart with the, his drill bit guitar. So and then, that, like literally as they were like calling the drill bit also hits straight through the phone too. So yeah, because she backs like, up against the wall, which is coincidentally on the other side of the phone. So all you see is uh, the drill coming through uh, the phone with like blood and stuff. Yep. I think uh, Sally might be dead. So Sheila, Sheila and TJ ditch everybody and they go running down the neighborhood trying to find shelter or help. Uh, Jeff, Courtney and Sally, they head outside to try and sorry amy to try and escape there's a moment where they tried to question courtney like hey who the hell is this weird leather jacketed fella she's like i don't know dude he was the guy i've been seeing in my dreams and then uh next thing you know he's here killing matt jeff has to be yeah that's kind of it yeah (laughs) obviously in a more uh, urgent tone yeah just like yeah i don't know i've been seeing this man in my dreams and then he killed matt yeah what that's not how we're here that's not how she said it in the movie I don't know. So Jeff has to be Lear for. I thought there would be more urgency, <laughs> but maybe I'm giving this movie more credit than necessary. No, no, no. You, you had it right. You had it right. So Jeff has to be Lear for a bit because uh, Amy and Courtney are freaking out. He's like, "Hey, calm down. I know this sucks, but we gotta get to my car." But they realize, "Oh shit, my keys are in the house." Oh, my keys in the house. So they sneak back into the house and grab the keys. And instead of going back out the way they came, they decide to leave through the front door. Not before passing over a drummer's dead body, though. That yep. was kind of a bummer. It was like, oh my God, Sally's dead. Oh my God, another dead body in my life. So they get to the car mm-hmm. and they try to start it up. And then Sinner's like, uh oh, SpaghettiOs, the car won't start. And oh, lol, never mind, it does. And they drive off. I'm like, yeah, huh. they're driving down the street. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, huh, usually the car just doesn't start. And yeah, something would happen. I'm like, oh no, but never mind. The killer's in the back truck, back seat, and he yeah. impales Jeff straight yeah. through the heart with his drill bit shredding guitar. And now Sally and Courtney are running through the neighborhood. Yeah, because yeah, the freaking car stops. Like, oh my god, he was in the back seat. Because rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Meanwhile, TJ and Sheila run up to someone's house to try and get help. No one answers the door. Yeah, there's like lights on, and they're just like knocking urgently, like. Oh my god, someone help me! And I'm just sitting there and like, dude, this feels like my Instacart orders sometimes where I have to sit there at the fucking door and then I have to like, I usually give like a couple minutes and I'm like, yo, fuck this, I'm fucking leaving the order at the door and bouncing. So, uh, so then, uh, but then in comes Hesherman to, uh, you mean the driller Yeah, the, killer. the driller killer comes to finish the job with TJ cutting him down. You know, he just stabs him. Yeah, well, I'm not cutting him, him down like killing he him. He gives him a good smirk kiss, <clears throat> death. 
just to give facial expressions. Yeah. I'm saying, I feel like the dude that played the Driller Killer had a lot of fun in his role. Sally and, Cor- Sally and Courtney are back at the house now for some reason, and they barricade themselves in a room. They try to call the cops. When they get connected, Officer Kruger's on the other line, and as soon as she says her name, he shuts her down and says, I don't want to hear it. Don't call back, and just hangs up on him. Yeah, and now defund the cops. I'm like, a cab, bro. Damn, bro. I'm just saying, like, they have bodies to prove it. Yeah. Then Sheila, as if the LAPD needed more bodies. Uh, so then Sheila comes back in the house and she's wounded. You know, she's tripping all over the place. And then she makes her way upstairs to try and get in the room they're in uh, that um, Amy and Courtney are in. But at first, they don't know it's her. She's not really making any noise. Then she starts screaming. And for some reason, the other two really drag her feet and unbarricading the door. And that's when Leatherman shows up. Mm-hmm. He's downstairs at this point, right? So then I'm not kidding, audience. He turns, looks at the camera, and says, Now here comes the fun part. Now here comes the fun part and proceeds to engage in song and dance yep the song is certainly something it's generic rockabilly shit but i'm like did i need a musical number again hell yeah you had to so fucking ads (laughs) hold it okay disregard that sorry i'm getting the fucking good musical number and shit oh you're gonna play this one hell yeah okay Trust, trust, trust me, everybody. When this hits, it's gonna be worth the awkward buildup. Don't worry. Well, I have it muted, so. All right, here we go. Here comes the fun part. Oh, and yep, and we just see Sheila. She's trying to just like awkward, but no, the Driller Killer pops on some shades. And just starts busting a move. Yeah, the song's called Let's Let's Buzz. Let's Buzz. Yeah, he is cutting a rug, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else. So then he. uh... (laughs) Yeah, no, he's just dancing. She's trying to get in the door, and then he's just awkwardly making his way up the door, uh, up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, no, she was just at the door that the fucking like other ladies just straight barricade. And like she yeah. was like, come on, let me in. And fucking he uh when he gets there, he slowly he doesn't like walk towards her or stalk towards no, her. He's literally he's dancing doing towards her. Oh my god, no, he's taking a sweet time. He just slid he went up the stairs and slid down the stairs. Yeah. There's at one point he starts pelvic thrusting towards oh, yeah. her. Not even that, he's like twerking backwards towards her. Oh, <laughs> there's the drill. Wow. <laughs> yeah, great movie. So, I'm seriously look at it. Like you literally is like you have one lady. She's like, I'm screaming for my life and death is approaching me, and this is death. <laughs> this fucking dancing leather man. Yeah, <laughs> that's how he laughed. And it, like, <laughs> no, the funny thing too is like the like the girls are like unbarricading the door to try to save Sheila, but then realize, oh no, killers out there, which rebarricade everything. Sorry, Sheila. Yeah, it's like get fucked, Sheila. Yeah, dude, fucking Sheila. Hey, that's what you get for actually getting fucking dick this weekend. Fuck you. Yeah, for douche boy TJ. Yeah, getting all freaking 
getting all intimate with TJ Maxx over here. There's the drill. Yep. You see what this represents? I don't know, man. This represents, <clears throat> uh, you know, just a fucking hilarious death. So then he cuts through the door. The the, a scene <sighs> like that gives you reason. You know what? I'll check out this movie. You go, what the fuck? It's certainly something. I will say that, everybody. So then he cuts through the door to the room they're in, but they're able to get away, and now they're making their way across the roof. He's on the roof now, too. And at one point, he is literally smoking a cigarette and shredding to the moon. <laughs> they run across the roof. Nothing happens for a while. He's still laughing and shredding. The synth background, like, 80s soundtrack is going wild. Sounds kind of cool, honestly. But, um... Excuse yeah, me. That's Eventually, a... they get back to street level. Yeah, they're just on street level. And then we see the killer just on top of the house, just ripping a solo. Like, he has no care in the world. Yeah. All shades at night. Yeah. Like a rockabilly sunglasses at, at night. night. So he can, so he can drill you alive. So, yeah, he he's there. Once they round a corner, they try to take a swipe at him. He misses uh, them, but he cuts, like, Sally on the cheek, I think. And then Leatherman says... After he misses, he, he like, looks upset, and he goes, I can't get no satisfaction. So now they're running away. And do you think people still thought the Rolling Stones were evil by the 80s? I don't fucking know. So now, I don't know how dumb America was at the time. So now they're running away, and he's laughing, and then another song starts. Some more generic rockabilly bullshit, and he chases them. I like rockabilly, but I like very little of it. If you're Brian Setzer, okay. If you're everything else, go away. So he keeps almost always getting them. There is a part where he cuts Amy in the back. And then there's kind of a quiet part. The music stops. They're hiding. Yeah, the here's the thing. The whole entire time, the chase music is just another fucking garbage rockabilly number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no like, which it sucks, but it's also kind of neat because it's different. Well, here's the thing. It's... Well, look at the character. That's his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a greaser with a sick guitar with the drill yeah, bit. He looks ready, like to, he, ready to slaughter. Yeah, he looks like he should have been a... style, baby. Yeah, he looks like he should have been a boss fight in Rockstar's Bully. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, it's quiet. He's looking for him. But then he's able to find them because some of the blood from Amy's wounds drips mm. on the ground. And so he smirks and smiles. He lights up a cigarette. He drills. I know. He's just sitting there like, I'm in no hurry. I'm going to light a cigarette. Yeah. These ladies going to die. And then all of a, then out of nowhere, and then he starts drilling through the floor, and the fucking rockabilly music comes back. Yeah. Uh, so now they're running away, and for whatever reason, Amy, like, slips. Yeah. yeah. She slips she, and falls over the edge. Yeah, and, like, Courtney's trying to hold her, trying to pull her up, but then the killer slashes at fucking... Courtney, and then she has to let go of Amy, and then Amy falls to her death. She falls to her death, you guys. And then now Courtney's on the roof, and it's just her and the Drilla Killer. There's a part where she's alone, and he like taps on, like taps on the like a uh, wood beam near her. You know, just trying to be menacing. And he goes, "The way she broke my heart, she had to die. The way she broke my she heart, she had to die." Wait, who, Valerie or Amy? I, I don't know who he was talking about. I just know that's what she's he what he said. Dude, driller, dude, driller killer. And he looks in her. Driller goes, killer needs to get some pussy, bro. 
I feel like that's been an issue. I think that's the whole point. I think that, I, I think, think that's what he's representing. Dude, being a fucking incel. Listen, if if what I understand about the first movie is true, yeah, it kind of predicted incels. And then, yeah, the, the song comes back again. And from where she's hiding, okay, I don't know what she grabbed. It's It was one of those weird things that when you squeeze the thing, it shoots out flame. I think they no, use no, it for no, welding. Yeah, yeah, no. So what she found was an oxyacetylene, like, torch set up. And then he's just sitting there, and he just pops up. He's like, ah, baby, light my world on fire. And he just lets Courtney just set him on fire. She just lights him on fire, you Yeah, guys. she just lights a driller killer on fire, and, and he falls off the freaking building. Yeah. So, and then it's now morning. And the cops and paramedics are they're dragging Amy away. But Courtney, you know, she pulls back the... the th- they don't have her zipped up, but she pulls back the cover and, you know, uh, pets her hair. But then Amy opens her eyes and laughs, but it's the laugh of Leatherman. Yeah, it's the laugh of the driller, the driller killer. killer. Yeah. But then she wakes up. And yeah, then, she wakes up. And it's like, oh, wait, it was all a dream this whole entire time? Yeah, she's in bed with Pretty Boy Matt. Yeah, she's in pre- bed with Pretty Boy Matt. It's like, oh, hey, look, Matt's not impaled in the chest. And turns out and the- she's all stoked. It was like, I'm going to I'm gonna wake up Matt with some sweet kisses. Yeah, it turns out the whole movie was a dream the whole time, you guys, except... And then the driller killer's there, all shirtless, but still got to wear the gloves. Yeah, that's how that's how, that's how it clues us in, because he starts to make out with Matt, but then all of a sudden you see the same fingerless gloves he was wearing, and then Matt transforms in the, in the, into a driller killer, then she screams, and now we see she's in the same insane asylum. Her sister was literally, and I'm not making this up honest to god as christ your savior is your brother in christ they're in they are implying that she that the whole movie was a dream within a dream the whole time you guys the fuck is what is this kingdom hearts yeah we just now yeah we just got courtney in the mental hospital and then we see a drill pop up and then i just wrote down here let me write down my notes verb let, let me tell you my notes verbatim okay on the last closing sequences now it's just Courtney and the killer. Courtney lets the killer on fire. Wait, that was all a dream? We see now Courtney in bed with Matt. Wait, no, never mind. It's the killer. Wait now. No, Courtney's in the mental hospital. All right, that just retcon everything. Cool movie, guys. Roll credits. Roll credits. Dang. Yeah, fuck you too, movie. So what are your thoughts? I don't know. If you just want to watch a bad slasher movie, just kick back, fucking crack. Oh, it's bad. You just want to crack a brewski and just like slam a pizza till you vomit. Yeah. It's It's probably a fun movie with friends. Oh, yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. I didn't hate this movie. You know what? Talking about it, I hated it a lot less than I thought. Were you it, mad at me making you watch that? No, no, no. Well, uh, is this, I was confused at first. All right, is this or it barbed ta- wire? It's literally until 20, 15 minutes are left in the movie till the killing starts. Yep. So it, it feels like a direct-to-DVD movie well, or VHS movie. Yeah. But this movie got played in theaters. Oh. It made money back. Well, yeah. Well, you hey, know, people have fun. Yeah, people have fun watching bad slasher flicks. No, people can't have fun can't no, i'm just kidding so yeah that was the movie everybody that's the movie thanks everybody. for joining us what are we watching next week i ha- i was actually able to find some some movies that came out the in years. the year of our lord of 1988 to yeah, check this like, out correlate with master puppets the only reason this movie didn't count because it was like in the year of 1987 yeah but we're recalling it we're like we're recalling it because 
It's Halloween. Fuck it. Well, the way I look at like, it, yeah, we watched other horror movies on not Halloween, but we yeah. could, we could awkwardly say the. I'll just put in quotations Halloween special. <laughs> we watched it for one reason, one reason only. It's driller the killer. killer. Yeah, that driller killer. And not the one in the other ones. No, no. 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 It needs to be the fucking leathered out freaking guitar playing drill bit man. What was that guitar that looks like it was impractical to hold? Yeah. <laughs> but not impractical to kill. So recommendations I found yeah, that shoot. came out the same year as Matt of uh, uh, Injustice for All. All Quiet on the Western Front. There was, uh, oh, was that? No. Oh, just That's a movie from like right, the 1930s. Yeah. No, I remember, I remember. There's Twins, a comedy starring Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Okay, Arnold. Apparently they're friends because they made like two or three movies together. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, a cult classic that my brothers swear is a classic, but I've never seen it. Keenan Wayans' directorial debut, I'm Gonna Get You Sucka. Sleepaway Camp 2. No. <laughs> or Action Jackson. Those were the best I could find. Uh, which one are you feeling? Well, out of those, I mean, the Schwarzenegger DeVille comedy sounds bad, but... Oh, that, honestly, it sounds like the best movie. Oh, yeah, right. Is that or Action Jackson? Yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space I've never seen, so that one I'd be interested in just because, like, oh, I'd be, I'd be seeing it for the first time. Yeah, but do you want to watch B-movie Schlock, or do you want to watch Arnold? This might surprise you. I've actually never seen Action Jackson either. I've never seen Action Jackson either. But it's. But got, I think it's just another generic action with fucking Apollo Creed, baby. I think it gets... Yeah, yeah, and also that dude from Predators. Yeah. From Predator. I think it falls. I think it's technically a uh, black exploitation film. Yeah. So I'd be actually Action Jackson's kind of the one that I'd feel the most. Um, you don't want to do Sleepaway Camp too? Do you? Or Angela, baby? Just kidding. I don't want to see. No. <laughs> I think that the first one is like the one that's like matters. It's the only one you need to watch. Yeah, and that's the one I'm going to watch. Oh, <laughs> it's just a homie just hanging out and just got Sleepaway Camp two on. Sure. Sure, bro. All right, I'm trying to debate. All right, if I can pull up a coin flipping app and then decide between Axe and Jackson or Twins. Okay. I'm not in the mood for Killer Clowns. I think I I feel like, give me some Have dumb action. Have you seen action. that one? No. Unless you are. Eh. Yeah. It was just a suggestion. Yeah. Okay, uh, here we go. First first flip. All right, this will decide for Twins. Twins is Tails. All right, Tails for Twins. Two out of three? Yeah, two out of three. And then no more other flips. Okay, we got a heads. Uh, we got heads for so Jackson. We're, so we're tied. No, 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 no. The first is to the side. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now we go for it. So heads for Axe and Jackson. Tails. For twins. for twins. I keep wanting to say true lies. I'm like, true it's lies. not I'm like, we're not watching true lies. Google has decided Action Jackson. Wait. I might have a suggestion. Oh what? Blood sport. Blood sport. Oh, wasn't it? Kramer With JCVD, baby. Yeah, Van, uh, Van Damme. Who's, uh, Let me verify Bloodsport's 1988. If that, if like, a good action star, but with almost no charisma. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Uh, hold it. Let me look at Bloodsport. I remember someone. Yeah, it's 1988. All right, so. Van Damme. We're doing Van Damme. We haven't. Have we done Van Damme? We've never done a Van Damme movie. I'm going to tell you this movie. It's a. This movie is. It's fucking terrible. (laughs) Start the begin first half of the movie, but literally once they start fighting and Stan Bush music starts playing, the movie doesn't suck. Also, Forrest Whitaker is in the movie too. What? Oh, dude. 
Oh, we have to see it. I never knew that. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. Bloodsport. We haven't really had a chance to like really get into the fact that like we love all those cheese AE action guys. Schwarzenegger, Dolph Lundgren, Carl Weathers, um, Donnie M. No, that was a joke. I'm just kidding. Jackie Chan. Yeah, you can say Jackie Chan. Well, he's more associated with the You can almost say Dolph Lundgren, but he was more VHS. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren's, yeah. Fuck, we always watch the fucking, that one Dolph Lundgren one was like the fucking dude where he's like fighting with the alien that shoots like the CDs a slice of people. <laughs> I can't recall that one. I liked, um, I, like, I call it peace. I like the movie he made with Bruce Lee's son, uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. That was a fun movie. Huh. He plays a guy that was raised by ninjas. <laughs> oh, fuck, Brandon Lee. That's right. Yeah, ba- the crow, baby. Fuck, dude. Crow would be sick to watch. I think we already got something decided for 90, 90 or 91. Oh, well. Yeah, you want to do Terminator 2. Fuck, yeah. That's right. All right, but we're watching Bloodsport. Yeah, dude. Telling you, it's first half movie fucking sucks. <laughs> but then Stan Bush fighting rules. All right, listeners, this is the Triple D Radio Show with their host, James and Edward. Hope y'all have an awesome Halloween. Adios. 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 <laughs>